Hello everyone, I'm Olivia. And I'm Bella. And we're prevention educators for New Directions, the Domestic Violence Shelter, and Rape Crisis Center of Knox County, Ohio. You're listening to Table Talks. We hope that listening to this podcast gives you an inside look into the world of domestic and sexual violence. Throughout this series, you will hear from individuals from all walks of life, from preventionists, advocates, and community partners to survivors themselves. Thank you for joining us and enjoy the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Table Talks. Today, we actually have the entire prevention team here. Um, Nice, Libby. (laughs) Um, We have Libby Bartow. And then we also have our new fresh face around New Directions, Madison. Um, how are you, Madison? I'm doing amazing. Thanks. Are you? Yeah. How are you? Good. Oh, I'm doing great. How about you, Libby? Can't complain. Nice. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> um, okay, so we did this. We did a podcast similar to this with Val, our youth advocate. Um, and kind of the purpose of these podcasts is just to kind of get to know the new staff, get to know a little bit about your background, what drew you to New Directions and the role specifically, um, and then we'll stray away from the more structured questions and we have some fun questions as well to get to know you as a person a little bit better. Um, so, Madison, can you tell us a little bit about your background? What kind of has led you up to this point? Yeah, sure. So I graduated from Ohio State University in 2021 with my bachelor's in social work. Uh, During my last year of college, I interned with Equitas Health, um, who serves LGBTQ and HIV positive folks. Um, I did medical case management with them during my internship, and that was really great. I really enjoyed working with them. Um, After graduating, I've done kind of a couple things. I've worked in a warehouse. Um, I was a substitute teacher for a while, and Mm -hmm. I did some long-term substitute teaching with a kindergarten class. And then my most recent role before coming here to New Directions is that I was a behavior technician Implementing ABA therapy to kids on the autism spectrum. What is ABA therapy? That might be a ridiculous question, but... No, um, ABA therapy, ABA stands for Applied Behavioral Analysis, and so it's essentially the studying of behaviors, usually behaviors that are considered challenging to Mm -hmm. the folks who are experiencing them, and kind of being able to find ways to work through those behaviors mm-hmm. to create like a positive change. Ah, yeah. Very cool. I always applaud people who really enjoy working with the little kids because I don't know. I think I'm just so old now. I don't, my energy can't, I can't match the energy, mm-hmm. right? They are energetic. They are. That's for sure. Yeah, they <laughs> definitely are. But they're, they're fun, but a lot, a lot of energy, a different energy than you get obviously in a high school, yeah. high school classroom for yeah. sure. Um, So like I mentioned in the very beginning, you're joining our prevention team. So you're Mm -hmm. one of our prevention educators. So can you describe your role here? What you'll be doing, any age group you'll be specializing in, anything like that? Yeah. So from my understanding, I see the prevention team as kind of the faces of the agency since we have a pretty actively visible role in the community. Mm -hmm. There are other people out and about that we work with, you know, but... Um, we're 
actively going into schools for the most part. Yep. Um, so we go into the schools all around the county and we're giving a lot of presentations um, about healthy relationships, what unhealthy relationships and potentially abuse can look like. Mm -hmm. um, we also touch on like digital and online safety, um, as well as, you know, I've, I've learned that we kind of just tailor our programming to whatever people are looking for, which mm -hmm. I think is really cool, really important. We also do stuff like tabling, uh, going out to college campuses or community events and providing resources. We do stuff on social media, um, events and workshops outside of the schools in the community. Mm -hmm. And we also are taking data on uh, in the form of surveys to improve our materials, which I think is really important that we're always continuing to improve. Yeah. yeah, you summed it up pretty good, but you didn't know you were going to have a pop quiz, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. You hit the nail on the head. I think sometimes it's easy to kind of get locked into, oh, they go into the schools, yeah. but you're right. Like there's, there's so much more yeah, to it than that. Yeah, that was something I really didn't fully know before mm -hmm. coming into this role, and I think it's really cool that, you know, we don't get pigeonholed into just one yeah. yeah, one aspect of it. There's so many different ways we can go through it. For sure. And I think, too, that's also to prevent burnout, right? Like, mm -hmm. if you're doing the exact same thing all the time, mm -hmm. and that's all you do, yeah. like that's going to be very challenging not to get burnt out, mm -hmm. so... Yeah, keeps things interesting. For yeah, sure. definitely. And that's something I really appreciate about the role, too. Um, so what drew you to New Directions? Was it our oh. bright, shiny faces? I, you know. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no, um, no, but I mean, kind of, though. That was, like, in my second interview with everyone, I definitely got a vibe from everyone that it was... Mm -hmm. Definitely a group of people that I felt like I could relate to and just was a good culture to be a part of. So, I, yeah, I definitely think that was part of it. Um, being in the schools was also a big part of it for me. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed my time substitute teaching. Um, yeah. I really like instructing and interacting with students, um, working closely with them. So that was a big aspect for me was be able to get back in there and also utilize my social work skills mm -hmm. in addition to the instructing stuff so yeah definitely I'm I'm really excited I think and you started how long ago like it was just two months, two months ago, ago. Yeah. I know it like kind of feels like and this is a compliment but it's like I'm excited to um we start back in the schools officially Monday the 11th yeah. um with one of our program sources of strength so I'm really excited I know you'll be great at it, so mm. I'm eager to for you to really jump in and get fully kind of engulfed in everything. Um, hopefully, Libby and I haven't bothered you too much yet. For those of you who are listening, she is roommates <laughs> with Libby and I, <laughs> and um, that might be its own challenge. Sometimes. The shenanigans is fun. You gotta have fun at work sometimes. Yes, know? you do, especially when you're talking about difficult stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. we go and we talk about abuse basically every single mm -hmm. day or different aspects of relationships and that can at times, and you know, students disclose and that sort of yeah. thing, that can at times get very heavy. So we're all firm believers around here that, you know, at your home base, at your office, you do need to have some fun. Yeah. I like to think we have fun around here. Um, and then, so this is something that I'm actually going to ask 
everybody because I think it's really cool to see everybody's different perspectives on prevention. So why do you think prevention is important, particularly in the domestic violence, sexual violence realm of work? Yeah, so I mean, I think that the people who respond to those affected by domestic violence and sexual assault and the people who address the outcomes are also so important and so needed mm-hmm. um, because unfortunately these problems do exist and we need people who are equipped to jump in and help after the fact. But prevention is also really important too because I really am a firm believer that knowledge is power mm-hmm. and you know nobody deserves to experience domestic violence or sexual assault. So hopefully yeah. the more education and resources that us as prevention and pre- preventionists can bring to the community, the more that we can prevent domestic violence and sexual assault and those of unhealthy and abusive uh, behaviors from occurring and we can promote healthy loving relationships to our community yeah definitely and i think that just kind of makes me think you don't know what you don't know yeah and i mean especially too i mean i think of adults and community members but also kids Mm -hmm. like when we go into the high schools and stuff i can't tell you how many times you know we've talked about something um We've talked about an abusive or an unhealthy quality behavior, you know, statement, anything like that, in something that they bring up or they write on their post test. It's like, I didn't know this was considered abusive, or like, I learned that the way I'm being treated in my relationship isn't healthy. Yeah. So, like, the fact that we kind of get to be that, you know, we get to offer a space for students to learn, like, wait, I'm not being treated how I should be treated in relationships or you know I don't feel you know safe or respected in my relationships whether that's a friendship family relationship romantic relationship so I think that yeah I mean knowledge absolutely is power because when you know the information you can then you know move forward and make changes or you know narrow your crowd down however whatever that looks like hopefully also Mm -hmm. pass that knowledge on to others exactly Um, you know the more we talk about it the more it becomes a normal part of our everyday lives and Mm -hmm. that's how we kind of start reducing these problems from occurring more i think definitely absolutely now on to the fun questions libby do you want to kick us off (laughs) yeah so what's your favorite book and why (laughs) What you asking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you want me to ask? <laughs> Sorry, guys. What's your favorite book? Why? Um. Well, <laughs> I would say my favorite all-time book is Fried Green Tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe. Have you seen That's the That's the whole title. Yes, it is the whole title, and yeah, I've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Not as good. I love Kathy I've Bates. Never heard of that book in my life. And Libby's over here. Oh, have you seen the film? It's really. It has mm-hmm. Kathy Bates in it. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Story. Okay, she I have seen the, that. Um, what character? It's uh, <laughs> a good question. She's in the blind side. Oh yeah, okay. that's probably okay. more. I know who she is. Yes, like understandable. Right? Kathy Bates. Got it. Anyways, it's a really cool book. It flash and movie, but the book's better. It flashes back and forth from like it's set in the nineteen eighties, and it's this like lonely housewife, and she's talking with a elderly woman, I think, like, in a nursing home, and the elderly woman's telling her about, like, 
these stories from her life in the early 1900s, like growing up in like a rural community and oh. just kind of things she experienced and stuff. It's really, it's a really good book. I've read it I don't know how many times. Oh, life. really? Like, I have a copy, and, like, I have things highlighted and underlined and, like... So it's not just a one-and-done sort of oh, thing? Oh, no, I've read it so many times, yeah. I'm always looking for, like... And, like, Val and I had this conversation, too. I'm not a big reader, but it's because, like, it has to have a good, like, beginning. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't catch me, yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. I haven't read it in a while, though, so maybe after this... I'll have to get another read. Yeah, maybe this will. Maybe this will. She's gonna come back on Monday, and I've reread the whole book already. <laughs> I would have put it past me. I mean, if you've read it multiple times already, what's one more time, right? Honestly, um, you skipped a question, Libby. I did. You didn't tell me I had to go in order. Oh, well, I guess I, we don't have to. That's okay. <laughs> Loosen up a little, Bella. <laughs> taste of our banter here in this episode. Yeah, I'm keeping these in. I'm keeping that in here. Um, So other than reading, apart from reading, Mm -hmm. what do you like to do in your free time? Um, I'm really into gardening. I have a big backyard garden. I also like to do camping and hiking, Mm -hmm. kayaking, really like anything outside. Yeah. recently picked up pickleball. Mm. Not very good, (laughs) but... (laughs) You don't have to be good at it to enjoy it. That's very true. You're right, Bill. And then you also, can I talk about your adventure? Yeah. Your your adventurous side? Like the tra- <laughs> yeah. All the traveling you've done? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Ask me anything. Where have you traveled? Oh, my gosh. I traveled, <laughs> I think, to at least half of the 50 states. Mostly out west, like Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Wyoming, mm-hmm. Montana, Oregon, Washington, California. I want to go to Oregon so bad. It's beautiful. I wanted yeah. to move there for a really long time, but very expensive. I bet. Yeah. Mm. What was your favorite place that you visited, mm. and why? I really liked Washington. I don't know, just something about the vibe. There's lots of trees. Mm. Seattle's really cool. Um, the coast is really cool. There's like, I forget what kind of rainforest, but essentially it's like a rainforest in Washington. Huh. Are those where the big, um, this is, don't laugh if this is not where they are. The big redwoods? No, those are in California. California. So I did see the redwoods. I saw the redwoods. I saw the sequoias. I saw it all. I think I've been to over 20 national parks, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Have you traveled out of the country much? I've only ever been to Canada. That's one of the things that, like, now I think I want to focus my traveling more on, like, other places outside Mm -hmm. of the United States. I've always wanted to backpack Europe. Yeah, that would be cool. I was going to do that, and then COVID happened, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, hey, there's no time like the present. That's true. Bella's got a lot of sage advice in this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm full of... Full of it. This is my favorite, one of my favorite questions. I shouldn't say my favorite. One of my favorite questions to ask people. Like, what did you want to be, like, as a kid when you grow up? Or even now, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm. I feel like you can never, like... Mm. Okay, I have two answers. I can answer both. I wanted to be... I think I wanted to be, like, a doctor. And when I first started college, I actually started out in nursing school. So, like, Mm. kind of similar. 
quickly realized that was not <laughs> blood not for and you. all those gross mm-hmm. bodily things were really not my vibe. So I quickly realized, but it was because I want, I've only wanted to do something where I got to help people. Yeah. And so social work just kind of fit right into that. Um, and then I want to be a farmer when I grow up. That does not surprise no. me. I totally no. can see that. Yeah. Like off the grid farmer or on the grid? On the grid's fine. You know. What is it like a, what is off the grid farmer? Off the grid means you're completely sustainable. You don't need I like do running it. water. Yeah. Or oh, like you provide for yourself. Yeah. yeah. So like solar panels, I rain collection. Yeah, I am interested in that, but I don't want to like. No communication. Yeah. Like I like, I think that stuff's cool. Like solar and catching rainwater. Like mm-hmm. all that's really important for like sustainable agriculture and environmentalism. That's kind of like a. A passion of mine. Mm-hmm. So. I could totally see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say. Sustainability is yeah. cool. I will say. I am a. I think. And it might just be the way that I'm doing it. I think catching rainwater is very difficult. I have one plant that only drinks rainwater. And it is dying. We haven't had rain in like 10 days. <laughs> they say rain is the poor man's fertilizer. So. I don't know what's going on with your plants. No. I know. I don't. I, it's just been sitting on the back porch in hopes that maybe like a stray rain will come along and water it. It did rain, it did rain though last night, so maybe it's looking a little better this you morning. You can water it. Well, it has to rain. You can water it though. It only accepts rainwater. <laughs> if I'm declined. No, no, legit. If I water it with sink water, it dies. Try to like um, distilled. Like, well, it also takes that, but I don't want to spend three dollars on a jug of distilled water. <laughs> is it distilled what you put in fish tanks? No, you use it in like science labs. I've always filled my fish tanks with like a garden hose <laughs> or like the sink water. I don't know. Probably, I, listen, How long have your fish lasted? Actually, listen, fun fact, okay? I won a fish at the fair one time, and my mom's like, this thing's going to die. It survived for three years. It was okay. so, I gifted things, it to my brother after a year because I was sick of caring for it. <laughs> those things are superhuman, though. Yeah, like, I mean, those fair fish, I'm telling oh, yeah. you. They there's something. The fair? Yeah. They that, can live in a plastic bag? Yes. With, yes. the, with the kid, like, <laughs> like swinging it around. Finding Nemo style. <laughs> Good grief. Good grief. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'd love to keep talking about fair fish and swinging them around, finding Nemo <laughs> style. But for the, sake of, for the sake of keeping this thing moving. Madison, who's been an important professional mentor to you and why? Is it Libby? <laughs> Well, considering we've only known each other for two months, I'd have to say no, sadly. I'm sorry. You guys are actually big inspirations to me. I'm being for real. That's nice. You don't have to say no. I think you You think you guys are just very knowledgeable and you have a lot of good ideas. But a professional mentor to me, I've struggled. I've not always had a professional mentor. Mm -hmm. Um, I would probably say, like, my mother-in-law. I talk about her a lot here in this work, and um, she's a social worker. And while we've never worked together in a professional sense, I've always gone to her with, like, advice or questions about Mm -hmm. social work and and in my career with that. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That is cool. To have someone, too, so close to you Mm -hmm. that you're able to 
like go to and mm. serves as a mentor I feel like is awesome because I think mentorship is something a lot of people struggle with mm-hmm. like finding someone that they truly like see as taking that role in mm-hmm. their life so to have someone but to have someone so close to you mm-hmm. is and care more, more like care about you on a professional level but even more so like on a personal level looking out mm-hmm. for what's best for you mm-hmm. and your professional life yeah. I think that's cool and a lot of people don't necessarily have somebody that yeah. is in the same line of work that you're in. For you sure. Know? Yeah, she was honestly like uh, kind of who pushed me to get into social work mm-hmm. once I realized nursing was not the path for me when I started college because I was just so dead set on nursing and I thought that's what I was going to do like my whole high school career and then I, I get there and I was failing like pretty miserably mm-hmm. honestly and I really had no direction. I didn't know what to do. Like I like I said, I wanted to help people, but I didn't know how else I could go about doing that. And yeah. she was like, why don't you like look into a social work program? Like there's so many different things that you mm-hmm. can do with that. Um, so shout out to Mandy. Love ya. <laughs> <laughs> you rock, Mandy. Go, Mandy. Yeah, that's really... And I think, too, especially in this line of work, you need someone you can go to like Mm -hmm. you need people that get Mm -hmm. it you need people because i think and i mean i don't know if you feel this way there's a lot of people that and it's it's of no no fault of their own but just when you're not in it you're not seeing it every day you're Mm -hmm. not a part of your you're not like a super active part of the conversations like it can be really hard to understand or even empathize with someone Mm -hmm. who who is involved in social work or the social, you know, domestic violence, like anything like that. I mean, I know my family, like they try, they try their very best, but I mean, when you're not in it, you're not seeing it. It's very hard to, or you're seeing what's on the outside. And usually that's, that's like the good stuff, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh my gosh, like you get to do all this fun stuff. Like, yeah, we do. But there's also some hard stuff that follows Mm -hmm. up with that. It's not exactly all, you know, sunshine and rainbows, unfortunately. It's great work and it's Mm -hmm. needed work, but sometimes there's parts of it that aren't the greatest. So to have somebody that understands that and can be like, yeah, it does kind of get challenging Mm -hmm. sometimes is such a great, like, asset to have and a great mentor for that matter. Yeah, Yeah. I'm very thankful for her. For sure. I don't even know Mandy and I like Mandy. (laughs) Yeah, go Mandy. Um, okay, and then I think this is one of our last questions that we have on here. What is, I feel like this question is always so hard for me to answer. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we're interviewing you. What all are, over again. <laughs> all flashback two months ago. <laughs> oh, right. What is one of your greatest strengths? Yeah, I hate this question too. <laughs> I figured you would. Um, even though I think I you put came these together. Up with these <laughs> um, I would say I'm a detail-oriented person. Um, I don't know. I think I see things sometimes that get overlooked. Sometimes that's not always a strength, though. You know, I feel like there's two sides to the coin of a lot of traits within someone. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I'm pretty, I don't know, I'm pretty flexible. Like, whatever you throw at me, I'm willing to work with you so and yeah, definitely. do whatever I need to do to help out or get things done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. You gave us two. I yeah. know. I'm giving you lots You're bragging of about yourself over there. I like it. 
just kidding. Oh. But no, I mean, you really are. And I think, mm-hmm. too, from our perspective, like, we see a lot of strengths as well. Um, so I think that's part of why I'm, like, so excited to just get started. I mean, we were talking about it earlier today. Like, you just naturally fit in so well yeah. with us. Like, it's like, it wasn't even... You know, sometimes there's that awkward period mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, and I don't feel like we ever had that. It was just like, hit the if, ground if running. If did, I was completely oblivious to it. Guys, this is such a mushy <laughs> podcast episode. No, I'm starting to tear up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, what'd you say? <laughs> so Bella doesn't cry. Um, but no, seriously, I'm really excited. I know, I feel like I can speak for you. You're really excited. Um, to really get started and, you know, to see you spread your wings and fly in, in our little prevention, our little prevention realm. But thank you for taking the time to come and chat with us today. Um, and thank you everybody for tuning in and listening. Feel free to keep your eyes out for what New Directions has on social media. Um, and then As always, if you see any of us out in the community, don't uh, be afraid to come say hello. Thanks, everybody.